Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. I never thought I would say this, but OpenSea adding Solana NFTs onto their marketplace was probably the best thing to ever happen to Magic Eden. And of course, when that happened, I thought, wow, this might be the death nail for those Solana NFT marketplaces, such as Magic Eden, which was the leading marketplace and still is. OpenSea obviously is the Goliath and the big ape, whatever you want to say it, is definitely sucking up all of the market share as far as what NFT sales are going. So when they added Solana, I said, wow, they're going for the juggler at this point. However, what ended up happening was the interest shifted to Solana, but the activity is still on Magic Eden. So today we're going to discuss what all of that means. Needless to say, when OpenSea was testing out Solana integration into the marketplace, a lot of people were very speculative. I myself was buying into the Sol tokens and I'm thinking this thing is going to really pop off and take off once it hits open seas. Now, there was a lot of outages and all sorts of things like that, which helped to push down Solana, not to mention the general conditions of everything, the bear market, everything, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, everything went down with it. However, the interest really shifted from ETH to Solana. Now, don't get me wrong, the dollar volume is still on Ethereum. However, the activity shifted to Solana. What people quickly noticed is that and in my opinion, it really seems that OpenSea legitimized the NFT marketplace and ecosystem that was on Solana by listing it. So a lot of people that might have dismissed it before, once they heard that, okay, OpenSea is going to support Solana, maybe this is a blockchain that I should look into. Because for whatever reason, the majority of people are so diehard and stubborn and loyal to their specific blockchain that it actually it makes no sense to me. It is literally like someone refusing to buy a certain brand of vinegar. And I use vinegar because vinegar is pretty basic. Straight across the board, regardless of the brand, vinegar is vinegar for the most part. I'm not talking about apple cider vinegar and all the different variations. I'm talking about straight, basic white vinegar. And that is how I see people that are absolutely loyal to their blockchain. The funny thing about that is I see a lot of overlap between my quote unquote day job, which is in primarily in the grocery industry. And people are so loyal to their brands that it is absolutely ridiculous. For example, where I am in Jamaica, the majority of the bread is made by continental baking and they bought out all of the bakeries that have been around for generations. So we're talking about National Bakery, HTB, Wholesome, Yummy, all of them, and they put it all under one brand. They're made in one location, one place. It is the exact same batter and mixture that they're using to make the breads, but they bag them differently. And people are absolutely loyal to them. We have this holiday tradition around Easter, Resurrection Day, whatever you want to call it, where people are getting these Easter buns, which is a, basically it is a raisin bread, right? And they ate it with cheese. Now, every single year, I just love to stand and watch people argue about which one tastes better not knowing that three or four of them that they're arguing about are the exact same thing. And that is how I see a lot of people that are arguing about their particular blockchains and how stubborn they are and they're not willing to change. It doesn't matter what exactly the benefit of 
they're just not willing to look at anything. Yes, I know it is not a perfect analogy in the sense that, yes, there are some certain technical things that are a little bit different on each of them and so forth. But what I'm talking about is just the stubbornness, thick-headedness. And what ended up happening, what I believe anyways, is when OpenSea listed Solana, it legitimized the blockchain for all of those ETH snubs. And those people came over and realized that prices and things were so much cheaper and it ended up shifting a lot of interest over there. Obviously, a lot of projects were still launching on Ethereum, and these ones were mostly the picture profile ones and the generative projects that were just not selling out. The interest wasn't there, and despite having that superior decentralization and all of that stuff, it doesn't matter if it is just a picture and then there's no utility or anything behind that. Well, over on Solana, all the things that could be done there and it was just an easy sell. So those people came over that were used to spending, say, $50, $100 at the time on gas transactions, they could pick up a handful of NFTs over on Solana. Now, it was quick and easy to see that there was an arbitrage. I did a whole episode on finding different arbitrages and such. One major one was the NFTs that are listed on Magic Eden or any of the traditional Solana marketplaces, they were overpriced on OpenSea. So some people were literally buying over there and then relisting over there, hoping that ETH people that did not want to shop around and go to other marketplaces, they were just familiar with OpenSea. Because remember, people don't like change. They would just simply purchase it for a higher price. So for example, if I purchase something for one soul over on Magic Eden and then come back over on OpenSea and list it per 1.5, easy. I get a 50% return and nothing really changed. All I did was buy it and then relist it on the different marketplace. That's what people were doing. But that was short-lived because people quickly caught on and then they started to look over on Magic Eden and directly at the source. Now, I've heard it in multiple Twitter spaces and what have you. People are saying, yeah, this thing is... A a scab, people are going to rip you off if you try to buy from them on OpenSea, just go over to Magic Eden. So it was like the people, the Twitter spaces and everything just really funneled them over to Magic Eden. So during the downturn, all this stuff that you're seeing, that the uptick, the majority of these sales and activity was on Solana compared to Ethereum and where most of that was happening, the beneficiary of all of that was not OpenSea. Now, I don't think anyone could have thought of that, say, uh, a few months ago when they were rolling this out, they're like, wow, OpenSea is really going for the juggler, about to take out everything, and they want the entire market. But that did not happen. Clearly, OpenSea saw that Magic Eden was surpassing them in daily volume, despite that the fact that the dollar value wasn't there. So they reacted and they came out. And I think that was a good decision for them to integrate other blockchains and what have you. And the thought was, and even myself, anyone that was really watching the space thought, okay, this is going to really boost their revenue, boost their attention, and and help them to capture some of that market share that they were starting to lose. Granted, they still have a massive market share and they're losing it very incrementally, but you don't want to just sit back and then wait until it's a problem. And that's what they did. So I said, okay, that was a proactive move. I totally understand why they did it because it is really a different game over there and having that, giving people the option and everything is very interesting. And because of that, it really started to open up people to explore blockchains, in my opinion. I start to have a lot more conversations with people that were, okay, before they were steadfast, gung-ho, it's only going to be on ETH. But when you quickly realize that, well, you can't play a game on ETH, you can't do certain things on ETH because the transactions are too high, so it is not feasible, then look at other blockchains. Okay, let's talk about Solana. Since OpenSea already supports it, it must be legitimate. So then the community starts to talk, no, 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 don't buy them over here. They're going to be more expensive. Get deals over there. And that's how it happened. And it was very interesting to see how all of that played out for me. When I'm looking through all this data and seeing everything, the volume and everything falling, 
But then I look over at the volume of activity on Solana, in particular, Magic Eden, and it tells a completely different story. So very interesting to see how that played out. And if you had asked me, let's say, three months ago, or even at the beginning of the year, that OpenSea was going to support Solana and it would not kill Magic Eden, I would have said absolutely no way. But there's some interesting things over on Magic Eden as well, which I really would like to highlight just really quick. If you go to Magic Eden's website, magiceden.io, it's a very different look, feel, and approach than OpenSea. First of all, the thing that I noticed right off the bat is that they go with a dark theme. It's a little bit more edgy. OpenSea has the typical corporate white background and blue. That is the most corporate colors ever. Don't get me wrong, love them. Most of the time when I'm designing websites and brands and such, those are the colors that I do use. Of course, white is clean, blue just instills trust, and that's what they went with. Now, Magic Eden has like this hot pink and they have this dark grayish purple. I'm not even exactly sure what it is because it's so dark, but it's definitely not black. And that alone just creates a different vibe. But then the projects and the images and everything are just very different than what's over on OpenSea. It is a completely different feel. But when you look on the left column, at least on the desktop when I'm doing this right now, you can see the popular collections, the new collections, the drop calendar, which is pretty amazing in my opinion, because a lot of the times you have to rely on what you see on Twitter spaces, if anyone gives you some alpha and what have you. But right here on Magic Eden, you can look and see when things are dropping and it's arranged by date and it goes out pretty far. You can just click a little button that says see all drops and then you can just scroll through the calendar and you can go as far as August 4th right now. So we're talking about two and a half weeks out. So that is pretty cool to get some heads up to see what's coming and have an understanding. You can research these projects, really get into their Discord, listen to their spaces and what have you. But then also there is a section that shows how much interest does a particular project have. So if you're interested in seeing what's coming up on Solana, just simply go to Magic Eden and look at that drop calendar. But going on really quick, there's some stats, there's insight just built right in. You don't have to necessarily uh, go to another plugin or anything of that nature. Sure, you can get more information by uh, looking at a third-party site, but they put all of that right there on the tabs and you can just look things up. But then they have a launch pad right here. Let's say you want to start your own project, you want to launch your own project, you can use their launch pad to actually have the mint directly on the site, which is pretty interesting in itself. You apply to be a part of this, all the information is right there. Just look up Magic Eden Launchpad and see what it takes to get into that. Then they have information about games, which that is something that you just cannot do on ETH. Anyone that has ever tried to have a game on ETH quickly knows that it is just not feasible. And that is how quite a few games started off and then they moved to other chains or they just folded because it's not sustainable. So they have a whole section about that. They have game tournament links and information about NFT related games. Then they have a creator's corner, which is pretty interesting. Apply for a listing to be featured on the creator hub and all that stuff, apply for auctions and all that. There's a section which is all about education, which I think is great. There's introduction to NFTs on Solana. And they have a whole section that just teaches people all this stuff. You can look, you can read up, understand the soul token, the launch pad, all of that, how the wallets work. There's videos that link back to YouTube and it is pretty well organized and is not overwhelmed. They put it in nice bite-sized pieces going section by section, such as buy NFTs, sell NFTs. And then they have subsections like how do you mint an NFT? How do you resale an NFT and so forth? It is just very informative. It's organized in a way that is very user-friendly, very web two-ish. And I think they just create a very good experience. And it doesn't hurt that they have the iOS app and 
all the content that they put out because they really are doing certain things that I think even projects should do. I think it should be the projects that are doing a lot of the education, but they do put it out there. They're helping people and you can get a lot of information, whether you're a newbie or you are someone that is already deep into the space and you just want some quick data as far as, well, what's the daily volume? What's the price of soul? All of that stuff. You can just figure out right by scrolling banners. All the information is right there on the homepage of this particular project. So, with that said, I think Magic Eden is definitely a force to be reckoned with. And I think OpenSea should take some ideas from them personally. It is not copying. Uh, if your competition is doing some great things, just, hey, look at what Mark Zuckerberg has done as far as with Facebook. There's a whole term for it now called zucking, where Facebook sees a feature that your app has that is going to make one of their applications obsolete, they take that feature and integrate it. For example, Snapchat had those disappearing messages and images. They put up Instagram stories and so forth. And this is nothing new. This goes all the way back from when Twitter launched. Facebook started to put up statuses and all sorts of things. Like, okay, we're not going to lose the attention. So you want 140 characters to give an update? We can just add that right to the top of Facebook and boom, where we have a user's base and we can keep them over here. We just add in that feature. So that is what Magic Eden has done with the innovation and OpenSea obviously still is the leader in the market space, but they could take that from them, take some tips here and there and integrate it into their platform. But as far as their dominance on Solana goes, it is the other way around. It is absolutely flipped. The big behemoth, the Goliath and the Rue, whatever you want to say on Solana is Magic Eden and everyone else is playing catch up to them. But the funny thing is there's other platforms, there's other marketplaces, just like as we see over on ETH. It's just that they're doing so much right that they really have stolen all of the attention. But anywho, this is a nice little segue to say that, of course, all the attention doesn't have to be on ETH. That is one of the reasons why I have my NFTs that I have for fun, the collectibles for this particular show, I put them on wax. And one way you can get one of those is simply by signing up for the newsletter, niftybusinessweek.com on Thursdays or Fridays. I release some articles highlighting the news and different stories that I might not turn into a full episode and for signing up for that, if you just reply with your wax wallet, I'll send over an NFT to you. Now, what is the significance of that NFT? Number one, it's just fun. But also, when I'm doing different giveaways and I'm doing any kind of community events or events for this show, I'm going to integrate those NFTs into it. Still testing things out, but basically, it's like a backstage pass for whatever activity it is that we do. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.